For those in the audience getting to know you for the very first time, who are you? My name Big Yavo. Well, that's my stage name, Big Yavo. My name Yavin. Um, 25 years old, born and raised in Mobile, Alabama. Kind of back and forth from Mobile to Birmingham. I wanted to play sports. Wanted to be an astronaut. But now I make music. Be that as it may. What is the biggest misconception of you at this point? Um, my height. I feel like my height. Um, and where I'm from. Like people, when some of my people from, like I said, if I post a video or something, and people will get on it, they're like, yeah, there's Birmingham right there. Some of my Mobile people might hop up under there like, nah, chill out, he from Mobile. So, I was really back and forth. I really can say I'm from both, because I did, I, I, I moved around in both, so I really can say I'm from both. But, born in Mobile, moved to Birmingham, and um, my height, people think I'm small, I mean, not small, people think I'm short. Every time they see me in person, they be like, man, you, you tall. I be like, now I look short. People be like, yeah, you look short. Care to share what your height is, for the record? I'm like six one, six two. I'm a... Okay, now when it comes to your background, let's break that down a little bit further. You mentioned you were born in Birmingham. Born in Mobile. Excuse me, born in Mobile. I apologize. Uh, and when did you move to Birmingham for the first time? What I age? I moved to Birmingham. Fourth grade. How old you is in fourth grade? No. What the fuck? Well, the grade is fine. Yeah. If fourth we can't grade. figure out the age. Like eight, man. Okay. I think, I think that's how you're supposed to be. Yeah. And then how long were you raised in Birmingham for? Rough estimate. Uh, I moved to Birmingham in fourth grade. I went to Lyon-Cough Elementary in Mobile from first. No, nah, I'm lying. I don't know when. I was back and forth in Mobile. But I went, I left Lyon-Cough Elementary in Mobile. I went to Brown Elementary in Birmingham. My fourth and fifth grade year, I went, my, my sixth grade year, I went to Green Acres Middle School. That's also in Birmingham. So I spent like, about five years in Birmingham. No, that's not five. Probably like four years or three. And then I moved to Mobile and went to Murphy. No, tripping. I'm tripping. I went to Lyon-Cough, the Brown, fourth and fifth. And I went to Green Acres my sixth grade year. Left Birmingham, moved back to Mobile. I went to Burns my seventh grade year. Moved back to Mobile. I mean, moved back to Birmingham and went to Green Acres, my A grade year, and I moved back down. I moved back to Mobile and went to Murphy for ninth grade, and I moved back to Birmingham and went. See what I'm saying? I was, you know what I'm saying? Like I was both, I was there. And then I moved back to Birmingham and went 10th through 12th. 
didn't go to college, but you know, 10 through 12, I graduated high school in Birmingham, but I was back and forth. And what school is it that you graduate from? Jackson Nolan High School, P.D. Jackson Nolan High School, Westside, Birmingham. Now, why the different moves for you throughout those years during your upbringing? Because uh, my, my mom was incarcerated. My dad was incarcerated. So I was, like, kind of bouncing around. I was staying with my auntie, and I stayed with my grandma. Then my mama finally got out. I moved with my mama. And then I, we was kind of, like, anywhere she can, you know what I'm saying, settle herself in that. So she was kind of bouncing around, you know, whatever was best for her. And she finally got on her feet in Birmingham as we stayed in Birmingham. So mother's side of the family in Birmingham, father's side of the family in Mobile? No, all my family in Mobile. Birmingham just, I met these people. And none of my people in Birmingham. And how far of a drive is that between those two, Mobile and Birmingham? Like three and a half, four hours. Now, what was that really like, growing up in Mobile and Birmingham for you? It was fun. I ain't gonna lie, like, it was really fun, like, to see the difference. And, like, because all living in Alabama, but we different. They different, like, Birmingham... A Birmingham nigga and a Mobile nigga, you can put them in the room. And you can put a Birmingham female and a Mobile f- female in the room. You can tell the difference. Like, they totally different. Birmingham, Mobile, totally different as far as, like, a person. Care to share that difference for those in the audience? Uh, I mean, you will really have to see yourself. Ain't nothing I can really explain. You know what I'm saying? It's something you'll have to see yourself. Is it a way they talk? Is it a way Definitely. they dress? Definitely. <laughs> talk and dress. I ain't gonna say everybody in Birmingham so, but like, Mobile be a little more hipped on the drip side. But yeah, they talk different. And when it comes to Mobile and Birmingham, does it get any more specific than that for either of those for you, like a particular portion of those areas? Oh yeah, Mobile. On like fourteen hundred, like the south side, like that was my granddaddy stayed, my uncle and stayed, my grandma, everybody kinda grew up on like even my daddy's side of the family. My daddy and my mama's side from the south side, Maysville. And then Birmingham from the west side, like Angel. Now what was the top point for you during your upbringing in either of those areas? What was your highest point or most positive moment for you? growing up in either? Most positive? Yes. You mentioned it was fun growing up, but what do you think was your highest point that you reached? First time I gave back to the community, which was in Birmingham, that was the most positive, I feel like. Yeah. And what age was this in your life, and what did you end up giving back? Um, how old, what was the first event? How old, how old I was? Probably like 21. I was like 21 years old. And we did like a huge event, like for all the kids, free food, me, 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 my team. You know what I'm saying? Basically just giving back, doing something for the community. Had a football game, kickball game, 
Halloween. It was it was it was fun and it felt good, you know what I'm saying? So was this a one time thing or did it begin as an annual event? Now we did it two years in a row. We didn't do it this year. But we have we get we have gave back every time since then though. We just gave back in over uh Thanksgiving. We were supposed to give back in December, but we kinda like busy right now, so probably do something for the New Year's or something. And care to share whose voice that is off camera to the side of you during this interview? Uh that's a Lamarca J, big brother, aka manager, aka shit, go to person when I need somebody to talk to. Um, Niles in here too, my brother, that's another one of my brothers who I met like at the beginning of my career who stepped out like on the gene when love, like somebody who I became close to. So that's why they in this room with me. And what does Niles do for you? Cameraman. And my trainer. And my brother. <laughs> it ain't nothing, it's nothing set, you know what I'm saying? It's just everybody working. And you use the phrase brother here, Biologically related or just figuratively speaking? Figurative. Like when I call somebody my brother, that's somebody who I can trust. You know what I'm saying? I might I might use it loosely sometimes, but you know if like you'll know if you were my real brother. Now on the opposite end of the spectrum, what was the bottom point for you during your upbringing in either Mobile or Birmingham? Bottom point as in what? Your lowest point or most negative moment growing up for you? I done been through a lot of shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, like, what you mean, like, and what what point? My whole life? Yes. My lowest? Up, your upbringing. What was your lowest point? In my upbringing, you saying, like, as dealing with career, my music career? Yes. Uh, well, no, no, I'm sorry. Not your music career. Your upbringing, your life. Uh, up until the age up. of 18, for example. Mm. From when I was born to 18. Yes. Mm. I had to say just both my parents being locked up, for real. I ain't really get to meet my dad, but from what I was told, like he was a good dude. You know what I'm saying? Took care of me. I actually, he, I actually probably wouldn't even be rapping if ain't, that ain't happening to my daddy. My dad was like a kingpin, for real. Yeah, Fish took everything. My mama been incarcerated, my dad been incarcerated. So probably that, just not having my parents down. And I ain't gonna say I ain't have my parents down, because my mama got out of jail and, you know what I'm saying, went full-fledged, like stood tall, like, what showed me, like, that don't nobody need nobody, like, you know what I'm saying? So I ain't saying, like, my whole life, but, just when I was younger, like I ain't had my dad or my mom, so probably then. And your father's still incarcerated? Nah, my father out now. So how much time did he do ultimately? Like 10, 11 years. And mother? I don't know how many years she did. She did some time too, though. It wasn't no little light, you know what I'm saying? Like a couple months, she did some time too. Were you there when your father was arrested? I'm pretty sure I was, but I was a baby then, so I can't say. And would you maintain a excuse me? Would you maintain a relationship with each of your parents while they were incarcerated? Yeah, both of them. 
daddy used to send me letters and stuff. Probably, <coughs> me. Probably went to see him like one time. I used to always see go see my mama though. That's when I kind of figured out like she was locked up. I didn't know she was locked up at first, you feel me? I used to be like, damn, I don't be seeing my mama like that no more. We be having to drive like far to go see her. So I kind of got like, damn. Kind of caught on. And with your mother, was that state or federal incarceration time for her? Uh, I want to say state. Were you there when your father got home and his first day out, so to speak? Yeah. What uh, was that like? It was cool. It was real cool just being able to see, you know what I'm saying, meet my father for real, my dad. It was real cool, real cool, dude. You know what I'm saying? Especially somebody who I ain't, who I used to always have to talk to, never really got a chance to look at, look at him or see how tall he was. You know what I'm saying? So it was real cool. My dad, a cool dude. Was that emotional at all? Nah, it wasn't emotional because I ain't. You gotta know, like I ain't know him. So I mean, I ain't fake. I'm not a fake person at all. Like. I can't just sit here and say, oh my God, like my dad at home, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, come here, give me a hug. Nah. What up, nigga? You feel me? That how it was. It wasn't none of that extra shit. Glad you home type shit. Remember what age that was? Or what grade, perhaps, if you were still in school at the time? I think my freshman year of high school. I think. And when either of your parents comes back home after being incarcerated for whatever length of time it was, do they treat you, is it a parent-son relationship or is it more like a friend-son relationship? Nah, hell no. Me and my daddy like friends, son. I ain't never just played with dude, like on no friend level. You know, it always, I always respect the man. That's just like me and you, like I'm not gonna, treat you like a friend. It's just it's just more so about me being grown. But me and my mom know still to this day she think I'm a baby. You know, you know how that is. Tough love. Me and my mom was like on the parents son. Nah, not me and my, me and my dad. Now if you feel like you've answered these next set of questions, then you can skip it or add on to what you've already said and if you felt like it was answered, we'll just move forward with some other questions. But what did that entire experience teach you of having a parent incarcerated? What did you learn from, what did you take away from that, if anything? Mm, shit. I ain't never want to go to jail. Like, since then, like, you know, it's different kind of people out here. Some people wake up and might just be a thug. Some people wake up and might just don't care about going to jail. I didn't been to jail. You know what I'm saying? I ain't trying to go to jail. So that showed me young, like, I ain't been home. They ain't doing what they want to do. They can't call me when they want to, so. I ain't, I, I'm, I wasn't too fun to working for nobody, so I definitely ain't trying to answer to nobody in no jail cell. So that just showed me young, like, your decision mean everything. Like, what you doing can cost you this amount of years or, this amount of years, you know, my mama and my daddy was on me tough by that back then, so. They definitely kept that on me, like, hey, this what can happen, so. That's all it showed me, for real. Was there any resentment or understanding 
for their time incarcerated. What you mean? Like there's some uh, kids that have resentment that their parents um, were incarcerated during their upbringing. And for some, it's the opposite. There's understanding of why they were incarcerated. Oh, yeah, I knew. I knew why. I knew why. If you could turn back the hands of time, would you have done anything different personally in either of those incar during either of those incarcerations? Nah, I was young. It wasn't too much I could do. What do you want people watching or listening to this interview know about parents incarcerated? Mm. More so to the kids, like, um, that got both of their parents or just one of their parents. And I had neither one of my parents when I was younger. Um, just cherish them, you know. Be thankful because everybody don't have their parents, you know what I'm saying? Like, it, even for me, like, I'm thankful that they were just locked up for a minute. Some people just in foster care, you know, just don't have parents dead. I know plenty of people parents dead, mom and dad, you know what I'm saying? So anybody who got both of their parents, especially in the same household, that's a blessing. Now, circumstances could be different for everyone, but let's say someone in the audience just had their parent incarcerated themselves. Anything you would say to them? Um, keep your head up and just do whatever that they wanted you to do for them. That's about it. Anything else on the subject of incarcerated parents? Freedom. And when it comes to incarceration for you, county jail was as far as it got. As far as it got. How much time in county jail? About a week. Charges that ended up sticking or charges you were able to get dismissed? Um, one dismissed. I st I'm still going to court on some more shit, but that's dismissed too, just speaking to us. Now, mentally, has this been something you sought any professional help over? The upbringing that you experienced with parents, without parents, due to incarceration, things of that nature? You say help? Yes. Nah. The constant moving back and forth between. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My grandma, and my grandma, and my granddaddy, and my auntie. T.T., shout out Barbara Drummond, shout out Jimmy Milden, shout out Roberto Milden, shout out Gene Potter, Auntie Gene, uh, and Monet, that's about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, my mama got out and stood on 10, like, it's crazy, like, you know what I'm saying? She made a ham, like, she about a week went by, she had a car, she about a week, we were staying with somebody, about a week went by, we had somewhere to stay. I'm saying she got out and stood on business, so just shout out, shout out to my people who I named, and then my mama got out, she stood on business, so shout out to my mama too. That's who helped, like to, to this day, as far as like my upbringing. 
And winding down the questions here about your upbringing, how were you able to survive Mobile or Birmingham? Because there are some my bad, that don't my make bad, it. My bad. I got to go back. Shout out Roro and shout out Jamal, too. <laughs> I can't forget about them. You know what I'm saying? I went. I used to shoot out there for, um, it was like when I first realized it's motor life. Like, this when I was younger, like, I used to go to my Roro and my Uncle Jamal house. I used to look at Jamal like my daddy, no cap, because I ain't had no dad. So I used to look at Jamal like my dad, like he was my real role model. Like he used to, he he showed me like what taking care of your family. Him and my granddaddy showed me like, okay, this was this was going on. Like this was the first big house I seen. Used to go to Washington D.C. and Virginia. So y'all just had to go back and shout out Roshonda Drummond and Jamal that too. That's who all helped me, for sure. But no professional help. No. More like family, not until, friends. No. This is the only professional help I got. Be that as it may, do you want any professional help with any of that stuff? That? What you talking about? Yes. Nah, I deal with my problem myself. Or in the booth. And why that mentality there? Because there are some that do get professional help. Um, I just, I just feel like I always had a strong mind. Like I can talk to myself. I never needed nobody to go to and talk to. Like I never been that type of person, especially not by no personal family business. Like I can get through it. Like I know for sure I'm a strong person. I can get through it. Like no matter what, you know what I'm saying? Or, or one of them people, right? That I just named, they gonna help me get through it. So not no professional help now. Nah. That was my professional help. Now, when it comes to this strength, this characteristic that you just described, do you think that was something you were born with or something you grew into? Mm, a little bit of both. Some stuff just natural, some stuff you learn. So a little bit of both. When it comes to your immediate family, do you think you have that strongest characteristic? Or maybe there's a family member that's even more stronger than you are in those terms. Yeah, everybody have a part. So, like I said, I, got, I know a couple of lawyers in my family. So it'll be somebody else. Like, it's bigger than me. So I might help out with a financial situation, or this person might help out on a lawyer. Okay, this person might know somebody who stay down the street from this person. So Now... Moving forward with the next question that I asked you about, but we got sidetracked there. How were you able to survive that upbringing in Mobile or Birmingham? Because there are some that don't make it. Mm. Was there a key to your survival, perhaps, in those areas? I've just never been an on-scene person. Of course, until now, like, because I have to do it, but... It's all about moving, how you move. I feel like I move righteous. I ain't never just fucked over nobody. You know what I'm saying? I got a good heart. I got good intentions. I did fucked up shit, you know what I'm saying? But mm, just, I never fucked over nobody. And I just know how to move, I guess. Now, there are some people who say things like, don't know if I'll make it to see the age of 18. 21, for example. 
Did you have any of these thoughts yourself growing up in either Mobile or Birmingham? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure, because, like, it's people I knew who ain't getting to make it to C18, people I knew who ain't getting to make it to C21, so that showed me right there that it's possible. You know what I'm saying? We all got to die. Was it a specific age for you you didn't think you might quite see one day? No, nah, it wasn't no specific age. But it did get hectic. Nigga was dropping left and right, so it just make you, you know what I'm saying, move swiffer, even swiffer. Now, previously in this portion of questions, you mentioned you are 25 at this point. Mm -hmm. And care to share your birthday as well, the month and the day perhaps? August 2nd. Now, what do you make of that outcome now that you are on the other side of that equation? You're past 18, past 21. Bliss. That's how I look at it, bro. Every day I wake up, I'm blessed to be able to have my own kids and make it to the age I am. A lot of people don't make it to see 25. So definitely a blessing. And speaking of kids, how many kids do you have at this point? Three. Knowing what you know now, on the other side of that coin, hypothetically speaking, what would you have said to your younger self back then, if anything? I don't think I would change nothing I said. Cause like I already went through what I went through. You know what I'm saying? And I am who I am today, so. I don't feel like I would have changed nothing, bro. Not even changing, but would there be some advice you would tell your younger self if you could? Nah, the, the advice I would tell myself, that's still to this day, like, I'm just a firm believer. Like, I know. I just know it. It's, I used to always tell myself then, like, when I found out my daddy got locked up and all the money he had and shit, like, damn, yeah, you gonna be rich as fuck, like, uh, Damn, yeah, just stay down. Like I used to always tell myself that you, you gonna be you gonna be the first man now in the family. Like I used to stay telling myself self little shit like that. So nah, I already did say everything. You've touched that million. Yeah, I ain't got a million right now, but I touched it. Just keeping it one hundred. When you did touch that million, uh -huh. what did that feel like? It felt good because it wasn't on no deal shit. Like, I swear to God, this on my kids. Like, I was seeing so much money. Like, shit was crazy. Like, I was having shows down there every day of the week. So, this shit off shows and features. I ain't really took, I ain't got no major deal, like got no million dollars from nobody or nothing like that. So when I seen my money plus what I had put up, I was like, damn, you know what I'm saying? But shit just, you gotta do the right thing by, you feel me? Like put it up, shit ain't forever, like nothing forever. That's what made me know like, it shit bigger, like a million, that ain't shit cause I ain't a million now no more. This this real facts. Like I'm telling you, like I ain't a million. I'm a I'm a millionaire in the making, but 
this is real fact. Like it's bigger. Like it's it's so much money out there. Like these, it's for with a billion dollars. So that's how I just be looking at this shit. Like, and I can. Get, I'm trying to get some. How I get some more of this shit? I'm trying to get ten million, twenty million, thirty million. So when I seen, I was like, oh, it could be done. Type shit. Now, is there anything you would say, again, generally speaking here, because everyone's circumstances are different, but again, someone in the audience that is about to touch their first million, mm -hmm. is there anything you would say to them? Keep going. That's about it. I don't need no other advice. But keep going. Now, zooming out, anything else you want to mention in regards to your upbringing or a question you weren't asked, people want to know just about that. Mm. I feel like I would have went to the MLB. No cap. If I would have went to the right team. Anybody see this who watched, who seen me play baseball or played with me, I feel like I was nice. I could have went to the league with me and a couple of the guys I played with went to like a better school who was more focused on baseball. I would like that in baseball, bro. That was you know, like I really like that in baseball. My upbringing. Hit a grand slam. Ninth the, the bottom of the ninth inning. No, extra innings. Bases loaded, grand slam, center field. The furthest, yeah, that's the furthest. Like you go, like center field, yeah. Grand slam, walk off. Tough. Now, how far did you end up getting with baseball exactly? Just high school. We went nothing in high school though. Like my team, Ooh, like we we had a couple niggas, about six niggas that was good, but. It's people who got teams, like, you know what I mean? So, yeah. And did you play varsity? Hell yeah, I ain't play JV shit. And what years did you do varsity baseball in? Every year. Freshman through senior? I ain't play my freshman year in Mobile because I knew I had a feeling I was going to leave the next year, which I did. So, as soon as I got to uh, Birmingham, varsity, 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 varsity. So sophomore, junior, senior? Yeah. I was like that. And what was your jersey number back in those days? Man, I just told my partner this shit. Anybody who watching this can vouch. You know how everybody wearing number zero now, right? Like not even, I, I ain't really gonna say now because it been going on in basketball. But football, they just started getting number zero. And everybody would like like number zero. This was in like I was probably like ten years old, bro. Swear to God, Coach Birdish talking vouch, Jake Birdish talking vouch. Just like my white family, like no cow, like I don't even know if they still up to date with me. I still be thinking about them, like damn, I wonder what Coach Birdish saw at. You feel me? Like this was my guy, like used to make sure I was straight. You know what I'm saying? But I was so hard. I was gonna get number one, but we had another hard ass dude named Lil Aaron, and he wanted number one. So I was like, man, Aaron hard too. You know what, Coach, fuck it. I ain't say fuck it, but you know what I'm saying? I'm like, you know what, Coach, just give me number zero. This when we was like 10 years old, 
before I knew a number zero. I didn't ever know nobody number zero. Like single zero, not double zero, number zero. All single digits though, like I was number zero, probably number three, number nine, number, you know what I'm saying? Shit like that in baseball. Did you have a favorite jersey number then? Number nine and number zero. Like the number zero was hard. Everybody was like, damn, number zero hard. You know what I'm saying? So number zero was definitely like one of my favorite numbers when I was younger. Was there any meaning behind the number nine? Nah, not then, but now it is. That's crazy that you had that when my partner used to go by nine and like Blade Kareem Bradbury who passed, so yeah, it do mean something now. But not when I used to get it. I usually used to like it. And what position did you play? First, second, third, short. Pitcher, everything except outfield and catcher. Was there a position that you played mainly? First. And in those varsity years, uh, did you start all three years as well? Yeah. And even though it didn't further pass high school, were you being scouted or looked at by other schools? <laughs> no. Did you have the opportunity to play with or compete against anybody that ended up becoming famous themselves? Yeah, plenty of people. You saying in baseball? Sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, no, I don't know their names or nothing, but I'm positive, yeah. And is there video footage of you playing baseball? as varsity during high school? Somewhere, yeah. Who or what motivates you at this point? My past. My past for sure. That would motivate me. Like just from where I was to where I am now to where I know I can go. My past for sure. Now, circumstances could be different for everyone. But there may be someone in the audience who needs some motivational words or encouragement themselves right now. Can you give them any? Oh. The storm ain't gonna last forever. And I'm trying to see how I can word it. The day you feel like quitting, the day you can be hired as like a CEO or something. Cause like I'm a like I'm a witness, I'm a witness, goddamn. Like I was at my lowest, bro. Like it's crazy, like for real, bro. Like I was at my lowest, like not knowing what's next, and then I just got a blessing, like you know what I'm saying, like a real blessing, so. Just the storm won't last forever. Just keep going, don't give up. You know what I'm saying? Just wake up and be you every morning. That's what you gotta do. If you ain't doing nothing else, just wake up and be you, man. Any other motivation for those in the audience? Nah, that's about it. And, excuse me, we were talking about Mobile and Birmingham and back and forth. 
But care to share where you reside these days? Mm, no. Craziest rumor you heard about yourself. I heard some shit. Somebody said I shot in the air. Somebody said a girl gave me some shit. Like disease and shit. Mm. But I heard some shit, bro. But them, them like in the top, I guess. These two particular rumors you heard about yourself, have you addressed them publicly in the past, or is this your first time? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Both of those. Mm-hmm. And respectfully ask, excuse me, respectfully asking you this, is any of that true? No. You were shot in the past, though. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just for reference, care to share where you were actually shot? In the back. And how did either of these two rumors start? Mm-hmm. Like any other room. Do you know who it came from? No. Now, what is your policy on rumors? In this case, you address them in the past, but how do you usually operate when it comes to rumors? Do you address them? Do you clear things up? Or do you let people talk? Sweep it under I'm the rug, I'm at a level so now where I'm going to just let them talk. Now. But I, used to, I, I address everything. But now, yeah, I'm just, I'm just not going to say nothing. No more. I feel like that's why I became, like, I guess... I'm saying now this is what it come with, so. Fuck. Now, is there a question you receive you dislike getting asked? Something you can't stand to answer, perhaps. Maybe it's a repetitive question. Something you receive all the time. Could be from fans or strangers asking you this. Do you get your eyebrow arched? I hate when folks ask me that. Like, I done heard that shit my whole life. And I'm telling everybody, I don't get my eyebrows. I never got my eyebrows touched as, as far as like arching them. You know, nigga done got the little lines when that shit was cool, but never got my eyebrow arched. My shit just naturally like that. I hate when people ask me that. And we actually touched on that subject in a previous interview. But what about this question? Has Big Yevo fell off? I mean, everybody got their own opinion on falling off. My problem is, why say my name? Like, that's it. Like, you know how many people fell off? No, I'm asking you a real question. You know how many people fell off? I take my opinion out of this equation. I'm saying, all right, let me ask you another question. How many people you think fall off, like, in a year? Could not answer that. 
Okay, so boom. I'm trying to see how I can word it. Falling off, like, my definition of falling off may be different from everybody else's definition of falling off, which is why I kind of looked at myself like, damn, I probably shouldn't have said nothing to the nigga who said I fell off. Because his definition might be different. You know what I'm saying? And I look at it like motivation now. Like, damn, bro. Bro, really just doing what everybody else do. But my big point is, why say my name? That's all I want to know. Like, you know how many people fell off? Why not just say what I was doing fell off? Why my name, though? Because it's hate that somewhere. Or he never liked when I was 16. But my definition of falling off, it got to be different than people's definition of falling off. Because I got so much shit going on, like, I'm really not a social media nigga. Like, I don't pop it how I post to pop it. I don't post cribs and shit. I don't post me giving my mama 20000 or me doing for my bitch or none of that. Like, I ain't that type of nigga. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't post up in front of my cars and take pictures. I got four cars. I'm finna get a new car. Which down means shit. I'm just saying, like, I can't be falling off. That's all I'm saying. I got a, a, a restaurant about to be fin finished. Uh, again, you know what I'm saying? New walls and shit, all kind of shit. Restaurant, I'm shooting a movie. We doing a show. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. Like, niggas' definition might be different, but I just can't see myself falling off. I just feel like I'm just getting started. I ain't did what these niggas did. I ain't took no major deal. I ain't run behind niggas when they was, you know what I'm saying? Acting like they was fucking with me. I don't know, I'm just different, bro. I ain't, I don't, I'm far from falling off, though. I got too much shit going on. Matter of fact, I think they're like, I think they're like 20, just on some regular shit. I was just working at Walmart a couple years ago. Getting paid like what? Seven twenty-five an hour. <coughs> uh, a nigga might need uh some promo tomorrow, right? I done got like ten thousand off a of promo, probably like fifteen thousand off a of promo one time. And I ain't saying this shit to brag on money, cause I ain't that type of nigga, like I just said, like I didn't, have, you know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't, I didn't did shit and never posted it like SRTs. You know what I'm saying? Cars, clothes, hoes. You know what I'm saying? Like I never been that type of guy. Maybe that's why I'm falling off. Cause I don't show what I'm doing to tell everybody or put everybody in my business or take pictures about my cars. I'm, I'm a real smoke. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe we different. Maybe I'm just different than these other nigga. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe I'm just too different. Maybe I don't show my hand and like uh, enough, but this on some recent shit, twenty thousand. I used to work at Walmart. You know what I'm saying? Seven twenty-five an hour. Car damn near finna catch on fire on way to, on the way to work. All my cars pushed up. I got a big ass crib. My ceiling, my ceiling, my ceiling like ten feet. Um, what else? I can buy what I want. I can wake up and do what I want. Um. And I wake up to niggas saying my name, so I guess I'm not falling off. 
if you got my name in your mouth. I think I'm doing good for a nigga who just started. You know, niggas, you know, niggas be rapping like 10, 12, 13 years. But I feel like I really feel like it's some it's some Bama shit, to be honest. Another reason niggas saying that. Cause you know how many niggas from um where he from fell out? Why he ain't say that name? Why me? Why come all the way down nine hours down the road, down the highway and say Big Yavo? You know how many niggas fell off before me? Who was hitting me up for features? Who was trying to ride my way? You know how many niggas that fell off? Why mention me? But I see what they're like. They go back to the question you just asked me. I ain't responding no more. This what this come with. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? That's broad opinion. It's niggas feel like that everywhere. Niggas hate that I'm what I'm doing. Okay, that's cool. But if I was just broke, you wouldn't have said my name. If if I ain't if I ain't make a name for myself, you wouldn't have brought my name up. And I say that to say this, bro. I ain't mad at bro. I ain't mad at nobody that agree with him. This is a free world. <coughs> uh, I got a lot of shit going on. Um, you know what I'm saying? Plenty of shit going on. So just to put an end to that. If anybody say you fell off, just go harder, bro. That's all I'm about to do. He really just made me lock in with myself even more. You know what I'm saying? I ain't never been no type of mad-ass nigga to, oh, I want to, nah, you can have it, bro. That what you make a living off of, talking about other people. I ain't going to, I don't, that's, that's cool. I just don't, I ain't got nothing to do with that. Uh, I ain't got nothing to say to him no more. You know what I'm saying? But. If niggas say you fell out, bro, just go harder. And we need a real fell out definition. Because, like, I don't fall under the category for real. Well, my fell out definition. And what is your definition? I don't know. Just somebody who who do, said they was going to do something and didn't do it and not trying to do it. Man, I'm a real bona fide hustler. I can lose 20000 in the right now, man. I ain't fall off. I just took a loss. Or just like with the music shit. Man, you think I'm sitting up where, waiting on music to pop? Fuck no. I got plenty of shit going on. I'm putting this shit up and putting, investing into some more shit. Okay, this slowing down. Let me see if I can do this. Or let me see if I can do this. Man, that shit don't. Hell no. What the fuck? Fuck no. What Boo said, and I'm standing on it. The fuck? I don't, I don't, my I don't know. I just feel like my shit different. My definition different. And you don't know me to. I feel like you got to know somebody to say they fell off. Right? You don't know my background, bro. You don't know what I went through. I can lose all this shit the right now. And I still went fall off. I can sell this car. 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 I can sell these clothes. I can sell this. Man, I'm back on. Man, I ain't never falling off. And that's all my kids. Come on, man. I ain't riding no nigga way. Look up my look up my name. Big Yavo. See what that name come behind the nigga? Except Big A the Plug. Rallo Rodriguez. Weed Khalifa. And that was all some genuine love shit. Shout out to them. Shout out to Cap. But I ain't here I'm just saying, like, I don't I ain't what? That's probably why that's probably why I got lost there. I ain't dick right. 
That's probably why I got lost. That's why I fell off it. Right, right where I pulled the dick ride. That's why I fell off it. I ain't get on. I ain't get on dick. Now, you described yourself as not showing these things visually, uh, photos uh, of cars, houses, things you're working on like movies, restaurants. There are people that do, though. Why do you choose not to? Because not everybody will support them. Just as soon as you post it, just like another one of my um, team members, Naya, shout out to Naya. She just told me the other day, hey, stop showing your hand. This, this, she telling me this because she know I'm somebody who don't show my hand. That's the only reason I feel like she told me that. She said, never tell someone what you planning on because it's just as you tell them, they can be praying on your downfall. And don't get me wrong, I'm going to promote the fuck out of my restaurant when it open because I need more money to come in. I'm just saying, like, as far as, like, my personal life on what people don't see or what I'm doing, you know what I'm saying, giving back or doing this or doing that or spending racks. Oh, come on, man, I ain't got to do all that because, like I said, if I lose all this shit today, I'm him, me, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, even man in my order. I lose all this shit right now today. I'm still gonna be myself, bro. That's what made me different, bro. This shit to check out, bro. I ain't never, come on, man. I ain't never, never rode a nigga way, rode a nigga coattail, bro. That's probably why they mad. Cause I did this shit solely. Care to share who it is you're addressing here? Nah. I ain't getting nigga no clout. They already gonna know who I'm talking about. I ain't saying no nigga name. They know who I'm talking to. And I ain't talking to him specifically. I'm talking to all these hating that nigga who's sitting up telling that telling girl, oh, this nigga a bitch. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know him. Nigga, you don't know me. Any nigga that know me will tell you, nigga, if you come around, we're going to have fun. We're going to kick shit. We're going to pop it. And, and if it go down, nigga, it go down, nigga. Nigga ain't on all that tough ass shit. Like these, man, all these rappers and shit, man, I ain't on that, bro. I ain't on that tough ass shit, bro. Nigga, come see, nigga. Fuck. I ain't got to address nobody. Uh, like I just told you, after after this, I ain't addressing shit else. This my last time addressing something to that camera right here. I ain't addressing nothing else, nigga. Think what you want to think, nigga. I'm finna go get these M's. Meet me there. This person who is remaining nameless, um, do you know him personally? No. I don't know none of the niggas that be talking about me. Never done any business with this person. I never seen him in person. Never. Get what? I ain't, I'm so off the internet. I ain't even got to do all that. But when I went to the nigga messages, the nigga was just telling me I'm hard. The nigga that said I fell off. The nigga was just telling me, oh, hey, what you, oh, hey, man, I've been hearing you, I've been. So when it's it just, like, this is another, another thing, man. Nothing last forever. They just, with that, that shit temporary. They just right there with you because everybody else right there with you, man. If this shit fall today, man, they're going to be ready to talk bad about you. This man was just telling me I was hard and, hey, you next up. Well, how? I never met you. I never did nothing flaw. Or did I? It, it got to be something, huh? He must really know me. Or I must have had to do something to him. Or he getting paid. 
He got to be getting paid to talk about me. I hope so. Now, is this the only person you've ever seen that comment or heard that comment? No. But he go crazy. <laughs> that nigga go crazy. Come on, bro. You know I ain't sent up a drink. Isn't niggas coming up under my shit? Nigga, you a bitch, nigga. Your shit weak. <coughs> that ain't never made me not. Man, look. I was just in the club with nobody in there talking. Look, man, niggas looking at me like, man, when this nigga gonna get off stage? Look at me now. This shit, this shit bought me a big ass crib. This shit, man, come on, man, this shit paying bills. So for every 1,000 people that saying they don't like me, it's another thousand that are diving your shit about me. So I don't give a fuck what nobody say about me. It's just bro go crazy. Like I did something to the nigga. Like he heavy on my name. But it's cool though, I ain't mad at you. I ain't with the internet shit. I said what I was gonna say and we done. He can text me a million times, say what say my name a million times from today day. I won't say nothing about that man. God bless that man. And when this person did reach out and send a message like you hard and what you just described previously, uh, what platform was that done on? What say to you? When when did say to you? Oh, when he reached out to me? Instagram. <coughs> and for those in the audience getting to know you for the very first time, care to share your screen name on IG as well. B-I-G underscore Y-A-V-O. The largest, the giant, ghost. Now, when it comes to platforms, Spotify, for example, currently shows you have 2 million monthly listeners. Is that the most you've ever seen? I don't want to lie to you. I don't want to lie to you. I don't really be on my shit like that. Like, no lie, this like, this no cap. My partner, this when I found out this nigga was my real partner, which I knew he was, but he just kept showing me. He let me know like every time I get a certain amount of views, like, hey, this got a hundred thousand, hey, it got two hundred thousand, hey, it got three hundred thousand. He don't do it no more, but this was just something he used to always do every time I drop a video. I don't watch my shit. I listen to other niggas' music, but damn, two million, two million monthly, you say? That's pretty good for a nigga who fell off. I would say. Now, what was your position at Walmart once upon a time? I used to stop. They used to try to throw me in the freezer, but I wasn't fucking with that shit. I used to have to, because shit, a nigga needed to work, but mainly stocking. They had to throw a nigga in the freezer sometime, produce. And what was that position, what was that job really like? Fun. Man, I ain't never, I always tried to make work, make work fun. Just like, I've been in the gym lately. Not saying like I'm just super fit or been in the gym eating veggies. No, I've been in the gym lately because I've been having a little me time with my brother, Niles. Who I said trainer, cameraman, brother. You know what I'm saying? It's not really working out no more because it's like we, have, we talking. 
You know what I'm saying? We, we being ourselves, it's just we doing. So I try to go to work and make friends with somebody at work so it can not be work. You know what I'm saying? So work was cool, especially Walmart. It's crazy because that's what made me know, like, damn, I can really do something with this rapping shit. Because I was kind of 30, I was like 30 minutes away. I used to work like 30 minutes away from where I was, like in the hood, when I first started rapping. And I had seen this white kid run by, listen to my music. And when I say white kid, I don't want y'all to behave on the white. I love white people, like real shit. I ain't just saying that for no views, no clout. None of that. I done met some real genuine white people who I love. But anyway, I seen this white kid. I was pumping my gas on break. Seen the white kid pull out. You know what I'm saying? Like, this is me. I just started rapping. That's what made it, like, damn. I'm already 30 minutes away from the hood. And this white kid bumped my music. He really into it. So I'm running after him. I'm trying to tell him, like, bro, that's me. But he like pulling off like, what he on? Because I ain't had no videos out, you know what I'm saying? So that made me think like, damn, bro was just listening to my music. I know it was John Cena for a fact. He was listening to John Cena, I swear to God. The next day at work, a nigga walk up. He worked there. Feel like Tony Hawk, could bitch, I'm grinding. I ain't hiring nigga, Jay can't find him. He worked with me. I'm like, oh, y'all got to quit this shit. Nigga walking up, rapping my music. Bro was just bumped my shit yesterday. He folk knowing, he folk seeing what's going on. You know what I'm saying? This shit reaching 280. This shit big to me already. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can fall out the day, nigga. I made this shit 280. I ain't never think about rapping, man. Never thought about making music off nothing. You know what I'm saying? All this shit a blessing. I never wanted nothing in return, man. I was doing this shit off me. Just being myself, bro. That's what I'm saying. Like, shit big. I'm thinking, this just 30 minutes away from the hood. This shit felt great. It felt like I just heard a nigga bump my shit in, in Italy. You know what I'm saying? We ain't number 30 minutes away from the hood. So all that shit, this shit just a blessing to me, man. It's just being to wake up, go in the booth and say some words, man, and take care of what need to be taken care of. So that's when I knew, man, working at Walmart. Shout out to Ty, man. That was like my mama at Ty. Shout out to Omar. I swear, man, I had some fun at Walmart. No cap. Shout out to Ted, man. God. Shout out to my other brother. I forgot now he dance. Forgot my other brother. Zay. Shout out to Zay. God. Work with some cool people, man. Met some cool people. And they'll tell you like he a good, he'll stand up guy, never did nothing wrong to nobody, flaw or nothing. Now you hadn't put out music videos at the time or visuals of that nature, but would you ever get recognized at that job at Walmart? Hey, that's Yevo? Nah. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like Zay and them, like who I was just naming, like, they knew because we was more so friends, like, opening up to each other. Oh, I just shot a video, my first video showing him. So he'll know. He know my music. I just put them on. We went to smoke the other day. But as far as, like, customers and, nah. Nah. And how long did you end up working at Walmart for, approximately? About a couple months. I'd say probably like four or five months. And was that a part-time gig, full-time? Shit, it was, I, Walmart was Gucci. So, <laughs> I mean, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm a small-town kid, bro. Like, I ain't never really need too much to swag it or, you know what I'm saying, profit this or do this. So, I, you know, everything was legit. 
But at that time, was that full time? Were you doing 40 hours a week, for hey, example? Hell no. It was like day shift, shit like that. Probably be off two days a week. And what ended up happening ultimately? Did you resign? Did you quit? Or end up getting fired, perhaps? Man, it was one day, man. I woke up. I had just got shot probably like a month ago. Probably a month or two months ago. So I was already out of work, and I ain't let them know till I got back right when and told them. They let me back on the job then. So they let me know then, like, okay, bro, you ain't got no more, uh, no more, you know what I'm saying? When next time you come late or next time you don't show up, it's over. So one morning I woke up, I was like, man, I ain't want to go. So I was like, fuck that shit. And I just started rapping. Took, I say, took it serious. Did you end up collecting that last paycheck? Damn, that's a good ass question. I don't think so. Oh God, I need to go get that bill. Oh, oh me. I don't give a fuck. Two dollar nigga, pay my money. Have you been back to that establishment since? Mm-hmm. What's the reaction when you when you've been back now? Oh, I ain't, I haven't been back like recent, recent, but. When I went back, I still wasn't who I became now. So it wasn't that too. And then it, I went like, hey, I'm in here and then like that. I really kind of snuck out, met with the lady who I was just telling about my mom and now. So it wasn't nothing like that. Now you shouted out various coworkers of yours. Do you still keep in touch with any of them? Yeah, sure. I didn't, I didn't work with a lot of people, man. Like that was just Walmart. A lot of fun ass people, man. Okay, now I have a few miscellaneous questions for you. There's a mirror beside you if you need it, but how many face tattoos do you have at this point? Four. And care to share the meanings behind any of them? with the audience. Right here, this is the first one. Not my first face tag, but the first one I'm gonna tell you about, cause they want to mean the most. Uh, then my granddad and I, Jimmy, long little Jimmy, died last year. I got Faith right here. LLKD, long little KD, my other partner. And I got uh, loyalty. And this grandfather that you're mentioning on the mother's side of your family or father's side? My mother's side. And the one that means to mo- the most to you was not your very first face tattoo, but do you remember which of the four was? Mm, which one was the first one? Yes. I think Faith. Is Faith on this side? Other side. Faith. Is it on this side? Faith of my first one. Do you remember what age that was in your life? Like 20. And what was your parents' reaction to your very first face tattoo, even at 20 years old? 
She was like, she liked it because it wasn't really in my face. It was like over here. Like my beard down to cover up half of my face. Here. And is that why you got that particular location on uh, purposely for that? So it wasn't blatant exactly. on your face? Exactly. And do either of your parents have face tattoos themselves? Neither. I don't think neither one of them got tattoos, period. And my dad got tattoos, probably one or some shit, but I don't think he got none either. And were they aware of this prior to you getting it, or did they just find out at some point? Like, were you one of those kids that showed interest in face tattoos or told your parents, I'm going to get one of those one day type of thing, or... I ain't tell my mom about none of my tattoos. I just told myself, shit, I'm gonna fade the blue. However she feel, I'm gonna get hit, going out and deal with it. But I got I, I got my face hit when I was able to do for myself. I respect her enough not to hit my face and then have to come ask her for something. And any significance on the location of any of your face tattoos aside from that one? Like any reason why you got some on the right side of your face or left side of your face or towards the top of your face? Nah, no reason. You could have placed any of these face tattoos on other parts of your body where you do have tattoos as well. Why make that decision to go for the face? When I, first, when I got my first face tattoo right here, Man, this the this the the uh, what word I'm looking for? The less pain out of all tattoo your face. Like if I had, I ain't gonna lie. <laughs> if I were like filthy rich right now, I'd probably hit my face up a couple a couple more times. But I just be thinking about how I'ma look when I get older. Or like I don't know. I'm still dealing with some core shit, like how they judge me and shit. So once I get all this shit through, I'll probably hit my face again. But the face, I see why y'all niggas go crazy on the face like you don't feel it. Like, bro, did, did my face tag right here. This, this was my last tag, the one that mean the most. This was my last face tag. He, I thought he was on the J. He was done. He was like, you done. I'm like, what the fuck? Quit. Now, speaking of that pain level, for those in the audience that have never had a face tattoo, but are wondering, scale of one to 10, where would you put that? One being a little pain, 10 being a lot of pain. Just the face itself, tattoos. Three. And like, are you? It literally feel like somebody playing on your face like with a little pain. Like. Now, out of all the tattoos on your body, which one has been the most painful? for you personally? My stomach. And do you want to give a pain level on that particular tattoo? One through 10, again, one being a little pain, 10 being a lot of pain, where would you scale that? 17. Like, that shit felt like seven more people on top of the 10 going crazy on my shit. That shit hurt. And do you recall what that tattoo was in particular on your stomach? Yeah. Do I know which one? Yes. Yeah. Both of these. This one and this one hurt. Nigga, ass shit, but both of them. 
Hopefully I heard it. Even with the Nymocrine. Was the pain so immense that you almost wasn't able to finish them? Yeah, but I had to. I had to push through. You care to share what those tattoos are on your stomach? This is actually my granddaddy again right here, me and him. This is when I was a baby, I think at their wedding. And my grandma wedding. And this self-made. And when it comes to either of those tattoos, the one on your face, the ones on your face, excuse me, or the ta or the uh, ones on the stomach, were you under the influence of any drugs during any of that? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Weed. Weed for all of them. Yeah, I don't really take drugs like that. And asking you because, well, let me back up here. Have you had any tattoos on your body with nothing in your system, no substances at all? Nah. I had to get high because it's like, I don't really like the feeling, so I and, do something I like the feeling of. And that was going to be the question. Because you are under the influence of uh, cannabis, do you think that helped with the no. pain or maybe even the opposite, made things worse? That's a good question. I really feel like that need to be a real question, like, and a real answer to, because does it? I don't know, I just did it because I like the feeling of the high hand. I hate the feeling of the tattoo. Try to live it out, you know? And do you recall the tattoo artist for the face that you end up using? Freehand Amigo. Shout out Freehand Amigo, you hard, hardest in the city. And which city is that you're referencing? Birmingham. And he did all four on the face? Nah. Other one, my boy Biden. Shout out Biden, Louis Vuitton Dunn from Belmont. He's a male Belmont. <laughs> Shout out my boy Biden, man. Louis Vuitton Dunn, man. So he did one, and then the other person did all three? Nah. Migo did this one. I got this in my granddaddy's face the same day. He did this one. And body did the rest of them. Have you ever met a tattoo artist that wouldn't touch your face? Nah. Well, yeah, nah. No one that told you no, they wouldn't tat your face? Nah. And finally, any regrets on any of your face tattoos? Not at all. I really want to go more crazy. I'll just be hesitant. Okay, winding down. Another random question here. You have two scars on your forehead. Care to share the reasons for those scars? I want to say that I'm touching it. This middle one right here, I was like six or seven years old. My auntie, who I was telling y'all about, Jean Potter, she had like this big ass, I don't, I want to say, like granite, like it wasn't marble. It was like, I don't, I don't want to say brick. It probably was brick, a brick fireplace. And I was hitting cartwheels, and she was in the kitchen. She was telling me, stop hitting cartwheels. 
but I had just found out how to hit them hoes, so I was just hitting them hoes back to back. I hit my shit, like I hit a cartwheel, and I hit my head, but it gave me this feeling like, like it ain't hurt right then, but I was like lightheaded, and I felt my shit like wet, so I ran in the bathroom, my shit was like open, like my head was like open, like, swear, like my shit was open, so I had to get that stitched up. And the other one, a little bar fight, some college guys. Did that require stitches as well? Yeah. Do you recall how many stitches on either scar? No, I don't know. And what age the bar fight took place for you? Like 19. <coughs> and did you say what age? On the aunt? Like seven, eight. And an aunt you're referencing on the mother's side of your family or father's side? My mother's side. All right. Final segment here. Before this interview ends, is there anything else you were not asked fans want to know? People want to know? Is there anything you want to address while you're here? Anything else you didn't get a chance to mention, you'd like to mention now. You think it's something I need to mention that I ain't mentioned? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I feel like he had to ask him about that. I can't just naturally. Yeah. Yeah, there's a couple things I want to talk about. Um, I got another album on the way. Drop probably like first quarter of next year. Um, couple features on the way. Got a TV show coming out, which is gonna be hard. Audition coming up. Tap in. All the ladies from the south tap in. Gonna go on like a five city tour with a bunch of females. Reality TV show. Hopefully this come out before then. So tap in. Um, I'm on the way. Just working, man. A lot of shit on the way. Do you want to? Merchandise dropping. Largest records. Merchandise on the way. More colorways. I got the green and the black website. We'll be up soon. Largest record. Do you want to share the title to that forthcoming album? Oh, um. It might be the giant. Like I might go with the giant, but I don't know yet. Nine times out of ten, though, I'm probably go with the giant, and the cover gonna be dope. And care to share the reason behind that title if it is used? Mm.
I'm just big, man. Everything I'm going real, I'm going big, big as it get. I just feel like that's why I'm going down now. I'm going big. We going big, I'm big. The giant. So we going giant. And was this a title you came up with yeah. or someone coined for you? I came up with it. And these other elements that you mentioned, like reality show and asking others to tap in and things of that nature, where can they find any of that information? Um, big underscore Yavo. Uh, Lamarcus J Instagram. Lior Instagram. Everything. Big Yavo, B-I-G underscore Y-A-V-O. Just tap in. Everything. You'll see. Anything else, and not just specifically on entertainment, but zooming out here. Any loose ends you want to tie from this interview, perhaps with the previous topics you were asked? Mm. No. Anything that needs further clarification from what was said in this interview? You think so? I don't know. Like, for real, like, just your opinion. You feel like I need a clip, like, something up. Well, I take my opinion out of it. You think so? Like, nice move. Any final words? Mm. Don't let what somebody else think of you determine you keep going keep being positive keep being you no matter how bad your day go just keep being you i do have an additional question i just thought of let's do it what happened to the permanent diamond teeth my te- my um, I had a root canal. I used to be on the road so much, bro. Like, that's why I be telling all my partners with money and shit. Like, bro, before you go uh perm, I know where we from like we from Mobile. We big on permanent. Like, if you got pull up, if you got pull out, you ain't shit. You ain't nothing. Like, that's just how they look at you. Like, it don't matter how much money you got. You know what I'm saying? You got pull out, your shit weak. So, I had permanent diamonds. Being from where we from, I ain't want to get the pull outs. Missing appointments, not getting my shit clean. Finally got time to go get my shit clean. I had a root canal. Shit infected my gun. My shit was bleeding on tour. All kind of shit, like, so. I just did away with them. But I'm finna, probably finna go back pullouts. I'll probably go back pullout down. Even though you just said what you said about people with pullouts? Yeah. Because I was one of them people like, man, fuck the pullouts. I got to go permanent, but... I'm a witness, like everybody learn lesson. Like I shouldn't have went permanent. Well, you can go permanent if you cool with the pain. The shit hurt to me. I don't know about nobody else sitting in the chair acting like it feel good. That shit hurt. Hey, shit not going on your teeth like that. I ain't trying to be in there on the table doing that twice every month. So the permanent ain't for me. That's why I did away with the permanent. But I'm probably gonna go back pull out. Any regret on the permanent diamond teeth? Hell yeah. I, the, the whole shit. 
I regret it. Shit hurt. I was all the way in California. My shit started hurt. Bling. Got a show. She was, you know what I'm saying? I regretted it for sure. How much ultimately did you spend on those permanent diamond teeth initially? I thought I spent like 20, 20,000. And care to share the jeweler back in those days? Uh, diamond boy. Not Johnny Dying. I don't want to lie, but God is name. Diamond boy, though. It's diamond boy. Done dot, I think. But I ain't going to say that was your name. No, I think so, though. And how long did you have them for before you ended up doing away with it? Like two years. Or a year and a half, some shit like that. Probably two years. Just curious there. Now, at this point, are these your natural teeth or are these veneers? Nah, veneers. Do you know what kind of veneers by any chance? Proclaim. And how much did that cost? Not another twin. I'm just say that gone. I don't know about it, you know what I'm saying? Like, it'd be a different price for different people, so. Care to share who you went to for that? Dr. Mo. He too hard. Make your shit look natural. You know, make your shit out like everybody else, like stiff and can't talk. You know what I mean? Um, but Dr. Mo, shout out Dr. Mo, Houston, Houston, Texas.